Welcome everybody back to the Nuggets of Gold podcast and YouTube channel. Today we are going to be talking about the 49ers Vikings matchup. And I haven't I haven't posted in a couple of days. I apologize for that. Just doing some Thanksgiving stuff. So today I'm going to post one about how the 49ers offense can kind of expose the Vikings defense and then vice versa, how the Vikings offense can expose the 49ers defense because I think this is a very interesting matchup because it's one where each team has something that they can clearly beat the opponent's defense in. Um, and we're going to get into how the, what the 49ers offense can do. But before we get into that stuff, I just want to introduce one of my good friends here, Jake. Now, Jake is a Vikings fan, so only made sense to bring him on for today's uh, today's episode. Um, and Jake, I just want to hear about this defense. Um, defensively, where are the Vikings' strengths so right currently? Because I know that they've had a lot of injuries, um, the big one being Daniil Hunter. But where are their strengths, where are their weaknesses, and what are you kind of afraid of as a Vikings fan going against the 49ers this weekend? Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> there's a lot of things to be afraid about this week. Um, coming in, you know, a few weeks ago, I was, you know, looking forward to the Niners game saying, oh, hey, this is, you know, might be a pretty easy game. But over the past few weeks, they've really stepped up and really showed that it's definitely not going to be an easy game. And to the point now where I'm a little worried about it. And uh, the thing that I'm most worried about, like you said, is that Daniel Hunter injury. And not even just that, if you take a look at the Vikings' whole starting defensive line, they have uh, Dalvin Tomlinson and Michael Pierce, the two interior guys, both out this week. Uh, Daniel Hunter, like you said, got injured. Everson Griffin is now placed on the, the reserve list. So if you just look at that, that's the four starting defensive linemen out. And I know <laughs> from experience in the playoffs two years ago, the Niners really like to run the ball, run it down our throats, and I feel like we're going to have to figure out a way to stop that if we want to have any type of success in this game at all. Um, on the other hand, though, I don't think it's going to be a huge game from Kittle. Um, uh, you know, we got a group of solid linebackers. Eric Kendricks is going to be on him most of the game. I feel like that's going to be a pretty solid matchup, and I feel like that's going to be a good one to watch. Uh, Kendricks has played really well against linebacker, sorry, against tight ends in the past, and uh, but Kittle's, you know, Kittle's a monster, so we'll see how that ends up. And as for the uh, D-back wide receiver lineups or matchups, uh, I am a little scared about that as well, to be honest. They got a lot of speed and a lot of physicality and that I just don't know if guys like Patrick Peterson or the new rookies can handle. But we'll see how that goes. I'm looking forward to it a lot. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think the Niners are going to control the possession a lot. And I think um, if I need to come up with a big turnover or something to come away with a win on Sunday. Well, that is something where in almost all of the 49ers losses, you can kind of boil it down to turnovers. So definitely a, a possibility there. Uh, and that's something why I think this this uh, game is going to be so interesting because I think there's a clear path for how the Vikings can win. And I think there's a clear path for how the 49ers can win. You bring up how depleted the Vikings defensive line is. And normally I think it would be huge, but the right side of the Niners offensive line is pretty banged up right now. I do not know if Daniel Brunskill is going to start. And that means potentially Aaron Banks, who was with what the report said was awful in training camp and he was inactive for the first few games of the year um he could potentially be starting and that's a guy that has apparently really really struggled against nfl competition so that could be a potential disaster for the niners i don't know if brunskill's gonna go i think last time i saw he was questionable so we'll see if he ends up playing if he does that's huge for them and then at right tackle mike mcglinchy is out for the year um and he has struggled against against some uh some opponents especially against the cardinals this year but it's Jalen Moore and Tom Compton, and they've been kind of splitting reps. It seems like Jalen Moore is the starter, but it's just a little banged up. Um, so he's played well when he's been healthy this year. 
Uh, Tom Compton has been, he's a veteran. He's been in the league for a long time. He's not a very good, not a very good player, uh, according to his resume. Uh, so, you know, that's something where you could potentially kind of even out a little bit. But on the left side, if you have George Kittle, and you talk about George Kittle in the passing game, I think that's definitely a uh, possibility with some of the guys that he'll be matching up against. Um, but you kind of look at it from a run standpoint, and you're going, all right, you have George Kittle, Kyle Juszczyk, Lakin Tomlinson, who's been great. And of course, the guy who's been the best tackle in the league, Trent Williams. So when those guys are leading the way for, a guy, and it seems like Mitchell is going to be back. Um, Sermon has actually been there a little bit, looked pretty good last week. I don't know if he's going to play in there. And then Jeff Wilson, who's just an absolute bruiser on the inside. You could see this uh, Vikings defense get really beat up early on. So I think that is something that's really important. Um, it was interesting that you talked about the wide receivers, just because for me, like I, I guess I was kind of overlooking that kind of side of it, but Pat Peterson's really struggled. Um, I do know that Brashad Breland's there, and I know that he gets kind of a lot of slack around the league. I actually think he's been a decent enough corner, a number two corner that is, on a lot of teams. I know that earlier in the year he was struggling a ton, um, and we talked about it, and then you come back to me like a month after that, and you're like, hey, he's played like amazing this last month. So so how has he been? And is he healthy? Because I know that they've had like a bunch of guys in and out, and also one other guy too, Dantzler. How is Cameron Dantzler looking lately? So... That's a good question. They both had their strengths, like you said, and had their <laughs> drawbacks. Um, Breland, I really don't know what to think about at this point. You know, like we said, the first three games of the year, he was ranked dead last out of the cornerbacks. Turned to the next three weeks. So after week six, he was <laughs> ranked in the top five and uh, then had a few injuries sprinkled here and there. I believe he's set to be back this week. Um, and just like you said, he's a solid wide receiver, or sorry, solid cornerback too. I don't think he's going to take over a game. I don't think he's going to have a sudden resurgence or anything, but I feel like he'll play pretty solid, but he could get burned. And that's what I'm afraid of. When you get guys with the speed like Debo and Ayuk, I, that's that's where our, our secondary is a little weak with the guys that are a little older, like um, you know, like Patrick Peterson and then guys like Dantzler who are pretty solid, but, you know, are still rookies. So they don't know exactly how to, you know, maybe, sorry, he's is his second year right now. Um, but he, he still makes those rookie mistakes every so often. And guys like Shanahan are going to be able to, to exploit that. And that's something I'm a little worried about, but at the same time, we do have really solid safety play this year so i feel like having help there with harrison smith and actually the rookie this year cameron bynum has been stepping up a lot i feel like he'll be able to help either manufacture pass rush which he has been doing as well um a little bit or he could go into coverage and maybe give a little bit of help over the top to those guys that are maybe not as fast or need that help so i feel like if they do it right uh they could have a solid shot but they need to do it right which is a big if and especially since Mike Zimmer hasn't done a great job over the past few weeks, hell, over the past few years, getting the defense ready like he should. So we'll see how all that ends up. But I feel like at the end of the day, it's up to Zimmer to make sure he's got everything planned out. He's got everybody ready and uh, everything good to go on game day. Yeah, I do wonder, um, just because they are really beat up, Everson Griffin also out. Like Their defensive line is really, really down. Um and so I, I think that's some, something where the, the 49ers are going to be able to expose it, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to win this game because defensively, and we're going to talk about this, this will probably come out in like an hour after this initial episode. Um, 
but we're going to talk about what the Vikings can do to kind of outscore the 49ers. It, to me, it really becomes a not a game of like I, I would be so shocked if if either of these teams don't put up 20 points. Now, the Niners have been very susceptible to getting blown out, but they have great matchups all over the place offensively. So I would be shocked if that was the case. Um, but with that said, you could put up 30 points and still lose this game, which isn't, it's not always like that week to week in the NFL. There's just some offenses where it's like, all right, that offense is not going to put up many points. Like you don't need to score a lot against this team, but the Vikings, they've put up, they've had a ton of games that come down to the wire that are very high scoring. It's very possible that it's like that this week. So it's going to be really interesting, but with all that said, I think this kind of does it for the uh, the Niners' offensive matchups against the the Vikings' defensive matchups. Jake, anything else you want to add before we take off? I think we covered it pretty well. All right, sweet. Well, we're going to be talking about the Vikings' offense against the Niners' defense right after this. So th- thank you all for listening, and we'll talk to you guys very soon.